Oh my gosh, are we on? We're Can on. Woo! Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Leo Hope's podcast, and I am your host, Leo Hope. And I am excited that our first time for season three, our first episode, actually went through. <laughs> this is crazy. Um. Anyways, first, I gotta thank all my fans and supporters. You guys are the best, and I love you all. Um, I do have a special guest with me on our first episode. Um, her name is Riley. My good friend Riley is here, everyone. She is going to be a part of my podcast. And I'm actually going to let her introduce herself. And she is going to talk about what she wants to talk about. So I am the host. And it's all you, Riley. So go ahead. Hey, T. What's up? Nothing much. Um, How are you? <laughs> you know, I just got off work. I'm on East Coast time, for those yes. of you who don't know. So it's about 9, 10 here. So I rushed home to, even though Talia told me not to, but. I told her um, ass to calm the fuck down. That's what I, I did. I, I think was so excited. This morning, too, I did the same thing when she called me at fucking 7 a.m. Everyone. Listen. Okay, who called me at 1 a.m. my time? Yes, God. this is true, but I don't know who in the hell answers their phone at 1 a.m. or even replies back at 1 a.m. Nobody except for this bitch. <laughs> Listen, because you <he'll> keep <laughs> texting me. Anyway, so a quick introduction. My name is Riley. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I am the same religion denomination as Talia, a Latter-day Saint. I served a mission in Colorado, was in the military, um, come from a very diverse family. Um, I like long walks on the beach. Oh my fuck, <laughs> here we go. That- <laughs> what is this introduction? No, no, um, I've known Talia for about two years now. She's yes, one of my best friends. This is true. Um, We've known each other for a minute. She's my best friend. She knows stuff about me that most people don't know. And even on days when I'm having trouble, she'll call and be like, I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, thanks. I think when people get those calls and text messages, they shit themselves sometimes. Yeah, I kind of do. (laughs) Talia's calling. I am recently... Uh, graduated from my CNA program. I have clinicals next week, so that's one of the bigger accomplishments in my life that I've done. I am a very easygoing person when I want to be stubborn, very stubborn, very defiant, Talia will tell you. Um, I am I am steadfast and immovable when things need to go a certain way. I am very... Even if it's a certain way, the wrong way, same. She's very steadfast and removable when it's the wrong thing as well. Right. And, like, I'm, like, trying to move an <laughs> ox who's, like, the size of Paul Bunyan. You know, an ox just goes through shit. And they don't even yeah. think twice. They just go through the shit and they okay. see the red That's and they just go for it. Oh hey, gosh. listen, my podcast is real, guys. I'm listen, listen my special guests I... need to understand I'm going to roast their asses as well on here. Um, I love Talia so much sometimes, not really. Sometimes she really drives me crazy, like calling me at fucking 1 a.m. in the morning. Like, who the fuck does that? 
to their best friend. Anyway, and I answer. She knows there's a time difference. But anyway, I met Talia through our roommate. And at first, we didn't think we were going to get along. But we ended up being best friends. Um, and so that was good. It I, was. It was very good. I am super spiritual. And I love teaching people about the gospel. Um, very quiet. Very quiet when I first meet you. But then when you get to know me, I don't shut up. It's a proven fact. I'm very needy. Very needy in certain areas of my life. Um, but I'm also very... How would I put it? I am a good friend. I listen when I need to. I am a very good listener. I'm, I can solve problems like nobody's business and I'm loving carrying love kids dogs Chris Evans oh my uh, okay you guys don't understand her obsession with Chris Evans and so really it's, obsession. it's a, it's really a horrible obsession. obsession it's like I mean it's so fucking stupid that I just like literally cannot stand it sometimes like I have an really... obsession with Rihanna but it's that's a whole other like that's a whole other level. It's on the same level. Oh my god! No, it's Whatever. not on the same level. But you if know what? I... It's it's who you are. It is a myth. And that's the best part is that it's who you are, and that's who you are. You know, um, my gosh. But yeah, Riley is. She's my crazy friend. She's not crazy as in like. No, I'd have to say you're passionate. You're my most passionate friend. Yes. Intense. Most intense. intense, passionate friend I've ever had that drives me up the wall sometimes. But hey, look at us. I have a resting bitch face that people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, this is just my face. And they're like, oh, wow. You need oh, to work wow. on it. And I'm like, well, I can't fix my face. Can you fix yours? And oh, people are like, wait, look what? At that burn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I in my CNA class I got voted uh the class clown not the class clown the class jokester most sarcastic but the smartest because I was in the top five percent and I scored the highest awesome. on, on the final I did like a 96 98 percent and then the overall class I got a 96 which yeah for me is amazing so that is um, awesome and it wasn't until recently that I changed my mindset. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So I'm ready when you are. I'm always ready. Okay. So Talia messaged me last night and was like, hey, will you be my first trial run? I said, I'm always down because I can't say no to Talia. You can ask. I never say no to people. Um, except if I know that it's right. Or me wrong. Then I'll say <laughs> no. So recently so in the past two years I have moved one two three four times so that's twice a year um I was always really feeling uneasy moving from house to house in Vegas kind of letting people control my life and just letting others dictate how I lived um not really fully realizing my potential not really letting go and changing my mindset and so I took a job in New Jersey because uh and a a friend an acquaintance 
that it would be good if I did and that Vegas was no longer my home, which Vegas is always going to be my home. Mm-hmm. Um, but my time was up there. I knew it. And my spiritual kind of guru, um, she's amazing. It's one of them is Talia, but the other one is a, it's a close friend. Um, it's not the palm re- reading lady either, but I'll explain <laughs> that later. Um, so I went on a walk with my spiritual guru, uh, who's amazing. And she basically told me, she said, you know, your time is up. And I said, I know, I know. And I had known for quite a while, my time was up. And I remember talking to to Talia in her room when we lived together. And I, I was sitting in her chair and I said, hey, T, do you, do you think I'll move to Boston? And she goes, she looked at me so serious and said, yes, Boston is a place where you need to be. So I started looking for jobs in Boston and I actually had a job that they wanted me to come and work for. It was in a nanny job. It was like kind of like a caregiving job. But I said, no, 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 I'm not going to go there. I don't want to do it yet. And so so I knew I needed to make a step in the right direction. And the last day before I moved, um, I called Talia. Remember this? I called mm-hmm. you and I said, Talia, yeah. I said, I'm moving because I really didn't have an option because I need to be out of my place by then. And my car was packed. I said, I'm moving to Colorado. And that's where I served my mission. Hadn't been back in the six years I'd been home. And the best family that I know is lives in Colorado. Just and wanted they, to put that one out there. Yeah, <laughs> they... They let me stay with them for a week while I found a place to live. And I found a place to live and it wasn't ready. So while I was driving through Wyoming, because I wanted to stay with my mission president in Utah, and I just drove through Wyoming, um, I called this family and they said, yeah. Like the brother was like very just like, yeah, let's go. Come on. And I'm like, okay. So I moved to to Colorado and I took a caregiving job and I loved it I loved everything about it I loved taking care of people I loved like I was working hospice and it was really hard but I loved it um it's really sacred mm-hmm. so true I can't I kind of was just letting everyone dictate my life still so it's like okay whatever and I hadn't let go I hadn't changed my mindset Yet yeah, so in the midst of all this, I promise everybody this has a point. This has method to my madness. Um, I had lived there four months and I basically um, who had this go? So I was contacted by one of the nanny agencies in Boston who said, Hey, it actually New Jersey, hey, I have a job in New Jersey, live in I was like, hey, it's a great pay. Why not? So I took it. And I was with them three months. Uh, no, four months. So I went from Colorado to New Jersey. So I went cross country. And I had taken the job because I knew I wanted to go to Boston. And that was closest to Boston. And not really knowing why I was taking this job. So as I was driving with my other really good friend, Hunter, who I live with now. 
um, he, I remember getting to New Jersey and just being like, uh, I really did take this job. Like I had taken it because a friend had told me to, um, Atulia knows which friend, um, a friend had told me to, yes, take it. Um, there wouldn't be a job opportunity like it. So I was like, okay. So they went on a trip in April. And I took a train to Virginia when they left to their trip in Mexico, which they later told me that they wished that I would have come. So they're taking their new nanny on the this next trip so I'm like okay well can't be but heard about that um and you know they kind of withheld my ability to go to church for four months because I needed to get the vaccine and and so I'm vaccinated so thank you for that it was free so (laughs) I was like whatever so I'll take it so I came to Virginia and I just had a pool like I've never had before um and I was like okay Heavenly Father just help me out here I was like for the first time in my life I'm gonna make a choice and this is where I need to be at this time and I knew it and I discussed with my friend Hunter and I was like okay well I don't know what to do so I went back to New Jersey kind of like I knew I was already gonna move to Virginia and I had already quit my job because something happened with my family and I was like I can't have them involved in it um because my dad decided to take out phones in my name and so I was getting death threats by random people and so I was like this family can't be a part of it and like just the way I was being treated with the family and they were I loved them but the dad kind of was just very New Jersey very New York um they had three homes they had everything they could ever want, yet they complained about being parents, and that's all I've ever wanted to be, so I was like, I can't do this anymore, I can't raise people's kids, because I'd been doing it for so long, Talia can tell you, I basically raised a bunch of kids, so I was like, okay, I'm getting too old for this, so luckily they found a nanny, and the agency took forever, and I basically told them, I said, listen, this is sketch. And so they, the agency blamed it on me and said, well, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, um, it's your fault. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, no, thank you, ma'am. So, so basically we found the girl and I guess they're doing great now. I've kind of blocked them out of my life and just put that part of my life behind me. So I get to Virginia and I had to tell my friend, who I was really close to, and now we're kind of not, like, we're close, but we're not close, and, because she's gone off and done her own thing, and and that's fine, that's fine, people grow, um, I knew I needed to step away from that friend a little bit more, and I should have listened to to Talia better, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, because I'm so stubborn, and I'm like, no, 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 I give people chances left and right, and I knew I needed to work on my family, because I had a pool, from the spirit to be like, okay, this is what we need to do. So I get to Virginia and I get a job at Kroger, which is Smith's over on the West Coast. 
And I'm like, okay, well, woohoo, this is going great. I don't know what to do now. And I was in an aisle stocking cereal. And the CNA came and was asking me about a bunch of cereal. And I was like, oh, what do you do for work? She's like, I'm a CNA. I was like, okay, cool. She goes, she goes, are you interested? I said, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why, but like, I've really been interested in being a CNA. So she's like, there's this program called Fast Track. And I was like, okay, cool. She goes, there's another program called This This Man. I was like, all right. So I kind of was like, yeah, wh- okay, whatever. Woohoo. Like, yay. Like, Talia knows me. Like, I'm like, ah. Maybe she I'll make it Yes. Right. So, so I called this friend that I was super close to. And, like, she didn't answer. So I called Talia. I was like, what should I do? And Talia goes, <laughs> I still remember what you said. You said, it's time I to grow. Shit. <laughs> she goes, it's time to grow the fuck up and make your own fucking choices. And I said, bet. Did I'm I like, really say that? Yeah, because you oh. were like, do you want me to be honest with you or do you want me to cobble you? Because everyone in my life, because I'll explain later, but everyone has kind of cobbled me because they're so worried. Because they're worried about me failing. So I'm cool with failing, by the way. But I'm super critical of myself. And Talia will tell you that too. I'm super hard on myself. I'm to the point of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And so I randomly one day was researching this at 3 a.m. after Talia had called me at 2.30 a.m. And I couldn't get back to sleep because I have freaking insomnia. And Talia woke me up because she was with her friend and thought it was hilarious and was laughing the whole time. It was hilarious. It was a prank call. (laughs) It wasn't really a prank call because it said Talia on my phone, but it was Well, it wasn't a prank call. It was just me calling for no, for shits and giggles. It was really shits and, I literally (laughs) shit my pants. I was like, are you kidding me? So, anyway. So, I woke up the next morning and I was like, I need a blessing. And I, and here in Virginia, our ward is, it's not really a ward, it's a branch, but they classify themselves as a ward. It's whatever. We have like <laughs> 10 active men and they're all either engaged and or taken, um, spoken for. So I text the second counselor and I was like, hey, Brother Brooks, like, can I get a blessing from you? And he was like, well, I'm kind of busy, but there's this bishop down the street that can give you a blessing, Bishop Dubik. I was like, okay. Bishop Dubik comes over. And just to let you guys know, men who hold the priesthood or men called of God, to act in the name of, of God, have the, or have the power of God, um, they have the ability to give blessings or messages from God, like blessings specifically for you. So Bishop Dubik and Hunter laid their hands upon my head, and Bishop Dubik mm-hmm. said, I will say it. And this blessing was so sacred and so sweet and so surreal to me. I've never had a blessing like it before. I mean, I've had blessings that are astronomical, but this one finally clicked because I had finally just learned to just like, okay, let's listen. Because sometimes I get pigheaded and won't listen. So Bishop Dubik is crying. I'm crying. He goes, do you realize how much Heavenly Father loves you? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, yes. And I was kind of stubborn about it. He goes, no, like, you were a warrior 
Like you were a peacemaker warrior in heaven. He goes, I could see it. You were just trying to make peace, but you knew and you stood for what was right. So I said, okay. It's all right. All right. So the next morning comes. I don't have work. And I got on my knees and I said, okay, Heavenly Father, I'm going to make this choice. And I know it's the right choice. And I enrolled in school. And so thus started the hardest moment of my life. Now to backtrack, in New Jersey, I had gotten a palm reading via Talia's... Ha, palm reading. Yes. Via via Talia's recommendation from a really good source, um, who's helped me a lot lately. Um, And she was like, you have blocked energy a lot, just from a palm reading. So I was like, okay, whatever, like, I've got it. She goes, you need to get to Boston. And I said, okay, okay, okay. But she goes, first, you need to make a stop. And she didn't even know where I was going. She goes, you need to make a stop in Virginia. And I had already made up my mind. Um, And she said, did she say Virginia? No, you need to make a stop. That was the car reading. Um, She says, you need to make a stop down south and really find who you are. I said, okay, well. And I kind of knew already, I hadn't quit my job, but I already knew, like, I wanted to move. So fast forward to applying, I told my work, they were like, okay, cool. And then I tried to quit my work, um, and they wouldn't let me. Like, I called in, and because the dairy was a mess, like, they left me with this mess, and I got super stressed because I had family stuff, and I had school starting, and everything was just compiling and I didn't know what to do so my mind frame hadn't changed yet so I quit um because I learned when I it so I learned that if I just give up this has been my whole life uh that I'm a failure anyway so why not and people in my life certain people um would coddle me there were some people that would just tell me what to do and I'd be like okay cool like I don't need to do anything and so I became I was super mature but people were holding me back from it and I didn't realize it until I and Talia was like you need to let go of this person like you need to let go so finally I got a card reading and I remember listening to it at work and I knew right as um, she said it I had a lot of blocked energy. I knew um, she was right. Uh, she told me a lot of things about why I need to go to Boston. That I wouldn't meet my husband in Virginia, but I need to go to Boston. And I have always had this, not because Chris Evans lives there. Calm down, Talia. Fuck. Jesus. I know what everyone says. But I've had this. Um, I didn't start liking Chris Evans until, like, Captain <laughs> America. So everyone can get off. <laughs> Can get off my nuts. Anyway, oh my gosh. Listen. So then in like when I was like 12, I remember writing in my journal, I want to go to Boston. I know that my husband is there. Like I remember writing specifically that I knew I wouldn't be my husband in Vegas. He wouldn't be in Utah where I lived. He wouldn't be in Colorado. Like I knew he would be like he would be in Boston um 
And I've always had this fascination with Boston. And I'm not sure why, but Boston is my, like, I've always known I was supposed to go there. So I've known I, I, Boston is just home. It's where home is going to be. So it took me a little longer, 28 years, because I'll be 29 this year. That, ooh. Yeah, I know I'm getting fucking old. That <laughs> I had to shut up. I'm, a, I'm the fucking grandma of the group who's like, let's go to bed, guys. Hey, guys. But actually, I'm the party animal because I'm like, woohoo, let's dance. She ain't no damn party animal. I am. Shut not. Shut the Sorry. hell up. Shut up. Leave me look. I'm party animal when I want to be. Um, so fast forward to the card reading and I knew I needed to get that energy unblocked and I knew that I knew and I knew that religion okay so here's the thing I know that the church is true I know the teachings that were taught Mm -hmm. are true everything's true the spirit's true book Mormon's true I knew that I needed to not step away but I knew I needed to remove that aspect and I prayed with Heavenly Father and I said, okay, if I, I'm not going to step away or go inactive or anything. And I'm going to still go to church and read my scriptures and whatnot. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going You're to. You're not going to care as much. Yes, I'm not going to mm-hmm. care what others think. And I, Talia exactly. had always told me that. And I just hadn't listened. And Talia knows how stubborn I am when it comes to things. Yeah, like, you're worse than I am. And that's pretty bad, bro. Yeah, I like, am the most stubborn person, and you're, like, ten times worse than me. So, how I grew up, I grew up in a very um, abusive household. Um, mm-hmm. With parents who fought all the time, and both parents are bipolar, so it was very cantankerous all the time. So, I learned to just put up a shield, put up, like, I knew I was the most spiritual of the group. Like, I had this, I got this, I was grounded spiritually. I had it. I'm very tender-hearted, which is comes to a shock as many people. I cry and everything. Um, and I knew, moving to Virginia, that I'd have to work on things with my family. And there have been troubles. So I remember getting home uh, to Hunter and I's house and laying on my bed and just reading the messages listening to the messages on my palm reading again and being like okay I'm going to pray once through all of this and for those who know me that's not normal I pray for everything and I was having to learn that I can't pray for everything without taking action because my dumbass is fucking stupid sometimes and he's like hey I'll just get what I want um and I realized that people kind of just let me do what I want because I have always been like, well, if you tell me to do something, I'm going to try it my way. It's not doing what I want. It's just I have to do it first to make sure do it my way. Because That's... in my brain, I'm like, it's not right. But I have to try it to make sure that I have trust issues. I'm like, okay, I'm so stubborn yeah. that I have to, like, I have to do it my way. And then I'll be like, oh, you were right. And Talia's like, always oh, like, dumbass. I'm like, sure. 100%. Hundred per- fucking percent. Like I all the time. I'll let you finish your story, but we'll talk mm-hmm. about this at the end. But like, bruh. <laughs> like Talia's surprised that I'm more stubborn, and I'm five foot one, super white. Like, but I, I can, I can hold my own. 
Cleonosis. She like, tries can... to hold her own. That's the problem. I is can that you hold... try. You can, but you try the the hardest ways possible to figure something <laughs> out that's so simple in front of you, and that's that's the difference of of like that's the ugh, I don't know how to explain. It. That's like the way I look at you sometimes. But you've gotten like you've changed since we first met each other but she would fight all the time of just like not wanting to do something the simple way she'd rather do it the harder way and it's a hard that's a hard life to like live up to and of course you're gonna feel the way you feel and and of course it's from the beginning of your childhood that's where it stems from but like people don't understand that you can change it and you can get out of it and you can grow you know what I mean yeah, and, like, I'm still stubborn, more stubborn than Talia, still. Like, I will probably always have that. Oh, but yeah. I've, I've changed in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. And You've grown. Yes. So, in the palm reading by this amazing lady, um, and I had my friends look at me, and they were like, palm reading? Are you serious? You're Mormon. Okay, <laughs> wait, yeah. So, like, like- listen. Let me tell my followers right now. So palm readings, um, cards and stuff, readings, energy readings are not um, supported by our church. So a lot of people don't believe in that stuff. And a lot of us just like do it for fun. I do that shit for fun all the time um, just to play around with the psychics and stuff. It's really bad. I need need help. But anyways, it's just they're not it's not supported because it's just it brings other en- energies that aren't as supported as well but if you follow like the spirit and you feel good about it go for it that's all I can say about that I just wanted to put that one out there well I asked Talia I said hey T does the girl that you um that we got our palm readings from do they does she do cards she's like yeah I believe so I'm like okay cool yeah so and she's dope she's from Hawaii so I love her yeah, yeah she, she maybe yeah so <laughs> i got this card reading i don't know if that was a warning laugh or i don't know what no, that no, was no. i was just saying she was dope like she's yeah. amazing like she's legit and mm-hmm. i knew from the spirit that i needed to to reach out which to me was like why am i going down this path but then i realized so this is where my story comes into play this is where it's all gonna make sense everybody she talked about shadows. My energy was blocked by my shadows. And if you think about it, shadows, <laughs> that sounds stupid. It's our darkness. And I even explained this to my mission president. He said, now you're getting it. Opposition in all things. Mm-hmm. Here's the key. We have darkness within ourselves that is holding us. Not childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. You could blame it on childhood trauma, but it's not childhood trauma. You could blame it on a bunch of other stuff, but it's not that. But it's ourselves. Our shadows are our own selves. And so I watched. She goes, I'm not. She goes, I know how to do it. But I can't explain it to you. But YouTube it. And you'll find some really good people. So I YouTubed it. Because I was super interested. And I um, found this amazing guy. This guru. And in our religion... um, in our religion um it's kind of not supported 
Well, it yes. is now. It, it is now because he's a life coach. So it's good now because I have Mormon friends <laughs> who are life coaches. So yeah, yeah. But he he's like a guru. So I was I was looking up shadow work and he had this this thing about shadow shadow work. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to listen to it. He goes, here's how you resolve this. Um, I think I have it actually right here. Is it right here? I don't know. Is it? Oh, yes, it is. Okay. No, that's not it. I don't know where it's at. Somewhere in my room. Maybe it's right there. Hold on. Because I want to read it. Let me comment on her messy room. Guarantee it's it's a mess. Shut up. It's a little bit mess. I've lived with Um, this girl. Trust me, guys. Oh, shut up. But it's like, I know where everything is. It's a disaster. So here's here's what this is. Um, it says shadow work, becoming who you are meant to be, mm-hmm. um, and it's let go of your former story. So number one, these are the steps. It says, what do I want to work with? And I chose two: unworthiness and lack of confidence. Then he goes on. Clark Kegley goes on to say, invite the feelings. Step two: invite the feelings in to have a conversation. Bring a few chairs in. This is going to be out loud, okay? You're going to be talking to your shadows. To um, yourself and other... Yeah, 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 Yes. And number three, start talking to that part of you. Have questions like, why are you doing this? What do you want from me? What is the positive intent you're keep trying to keep from me? There's really no script to it. Um, he says that it's like the inner child healing your former self. Mm. Um, then four, acknowledge the feelings. Listen to it fully and honor that part of you. Like, there's no judgment. Like, there's like, oh, yeah, well, I feel unworthy, so I must feel like crap, da da da, da. And that's not the right feeling. Well, I'm not supposed to feel like that. Instead, say, okay, like, I feel unworthy. Why is that unworthiness? Like, you're basically talking to yourself, and it actually works. Yeah. So I talked with my unworthiness, and a bunch of stuff happened, which I can keep to myself, but Talia knows about it. But it says, hear it out, and don't be mean, just listen. And then five, to integrate it. And he said, imagine your present self going back to the situation, resolving it, picturing now how you would want it to turn out. So then then heal and then suit with yourself and do the work. So it's an everyday process, everybody. Like, it's every day. So I started this and I remember just bawling through the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of trying to figure out, like, why the end with this. And it actually worked like it That's might sound awesome. weird to people. It might I don't sound think really it's weird. weird. I think it's just but... like a whole other therapy for someone that needs it. I mean, we all find our yeah. own things to heal and to place things and understand things in our own selves. And I think it's a beautiful process. And I think whoever needs to hear this um, will probably try it out, you know? And I think that's and, awesome. Like, I can give you tons of information so I was like okay cool cool like I'm learning to just integrate this like and you mm-hmm. take that darkness and where people and I wasn't realizing what my mission president had said and what Talia said let that darkness in and let it work within you and let it work with you and then yes. let the light also work so the shadow and the light have to work together in order because exactly. you always work spiritual things aside 
all religion aside, because I know there's some unrelated people here, and that's fabulous. You do you, boo. Like, you've <laughs> got this. Exactly. But here's the thing, is you have to go through darkness in order to mm-hmm. find the light. You see the light because it guides you, but the darkness also guides you. You can choose to live in fear, or you can choose to live in happiness, but also know that there is fear, but you can figure out how to take those shadows and work with it. So I started implementing this. I've implemented this into my life. And I, I started meditate. I like started meditating. I started listening to more like like I would read my scriptures and it would make more sense. I would read talks and it would make more sense. And I started to find who I truly was. And I knew I was a daughter of God and everything and I was a powerhouse. I got it. Get it. People would tell me <laughs> okay, I, I understand. But well, she like, really think- is a dope ass powerhouse, people. Like <laughs> If you, like, ever meet her, she's a dope-ass powerhouse. It's it's the truth. It's 100% true. Oh, well. Thanks. <laughs> and, like, I learned from the best. Like, Oh, shut the hell up. And, like, I removed things I didn't want in my life out. And it took me removing myself from situations. Mm-hmm. Talia knows which situations. Um to make me feel whole to make me feel like oh wow you really weren't the person I thought you were or oh wow like I have a lot more ability than I think I do I can make decisions exactly out so I I tried to quit my job and this was before I started shadow work um and uh they made me feel like crap, and they still do. And today I went into work, and I said, can we stop coddling me? Because it's not making me feel any better. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, wow. And like, I've just been kind of straight up with everybody lately. I've been like, mm, no, I don't want to do that. And they were like, we kind of just let you do what you want to do, because we don't we don't want you to quit. And I'm like, well, that makes me feel great, doesn't it? Because it shows you have no Take fucking faith in me. Take advantage of that shit. I'm like, well, well I'm go like, open a Snickers bar and just go eat it and be like, you still um, want me here, right? So I can do the fuck I want. I was like, God, walk away. It's like, annoying. Well, today I told him to stop coddling me. I said, just because I had a little freak out, this was before I started any of this work within myself. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be treated like a fucking child. And they were mm-hmm. like, wow. So I started working with my family. And I have a sibling. Um, who we will not name name, but if they listen to this, oh well. She is a dictator. So my brother is big dictator, big Hitler, and this sibling is little dictator. And they're like two peas in a pod. She's old. She's younger. I'm older. He's older than me. So I'm the middle kid. So this sibling called me and told me that I needed to behave because it's going to be at my brother's wife's dad's house and i hug up on her and I said, i'm sorry I've been... i have to say this but <laughs> if your younger fucking siblings try to talk to older your elders like that and my sister would slap the shit out of me first of all right i could never talk to my older sister and brother like that like if i did i'd feel so fucking bad like that's just a well, thing respect your elders that means including your older siblings Right, so they may be my, wrong sometimes, but just be nice and call them out, you know. Right, 
so I I hadn't caused any problems, nothing. I hadn't. She remembered something from two Christmases ago, which I didn't do. Two Christmases and ago. She, and she's like my dad. She's like my dad. Like she remembers things that she wants to remember, but when it comes to like me, I remember everything. Like you can ask Talia, I remember what color shirt you were wearing when we met. Like I got it's kinda it. Kind of like, freaking weird. Like it's like yes. it's impeccable. Like people are like, wow. I'm like, it's a it's a spiritual gift. Um sorry, I had to scratch my ear real quick. So I have to take out my headphones. So anyway, so I got this call and I basically told her, I love you too much to fight. I learned this trick years ago and I finally was implementing it. I hung up and called my mom. And this is before I'd work uh was this before I'd worked on myself? Um what was this? I think it, it was. Mm, right before I started working on myself. And no, it, I'd been working on myself. And I it was the first day and I was exhausted. I didn't know what to do. And I called my mom and I told my mom and I kind of had like a meltdown. Because I was like exhausted spiritually, mentally, physically. And I remember said, I love you too much to fight. And I hung up on my mom. My best friend was like, I had learned rash decisions were my stronghold. So I was like, shit. <laughs> I called my mom back and I said, I'm so sorry, mom. I said, but I'm so fucking tired of this child thinking she can dictate every fucking thing in my life. And I'm done. She's just like her father. And like, we don't talk to our dad because of the things he's done. And, and so my mom was like, I know, I know. And I texted this sister and I said you know what like I'm tired of your fucking shit like you need to get and I was super nice about it and I was like you need to stop picking on me you and you and our brother need to stop picking on me like stop you guys are just mean like you're not even Christ-like you're not even kind religion aside you're not even nice like how, mm. how like you guys are just rude like and I just sent her this book and she goes she went off and I you said, went off That's I did and I finally had the courage to do it and I've always told people have courage and be kind. That was Cinderella, but I love that quote. <laughs> I'm gonna get it tattooed on me, so I'm so excited. Um, Are you? Yeah, I am. Okay. And so I swear. Um, so I said I'm older and wiser and have a lot more things, and I've been through a lot more things. And this sibling had the audacity to say, um, "Well, I'm sorry." Da da da. She said, she said, don't pull the I'm older and wiser shit on me. Da, da, da. Like she, she just is very manipulative, but I love her and we're fine now. But I pointed out to her, I'm like, you can't keep saying that you're older and wiser because you're not older and wiser and you've done stupid shit and so have I, but you can't mm-hmm. be like the fucking goat when you're not. So I just think like. It's, it's Talia crazy. knows which sibling I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we actually went to high school together. Which oh, was well. funny because she was That's... like, you're so-and-so's sister? I'm like, yeah. And, like, I looked nothing like my family. I have but always me been the oddball out. Me and your sister never fucked with each other in high school. Trust me. She was in my classes. She was annoying as fuck. But um, she never tried to come at she... me. And I, I could care would. less. She's probably going to listen to this one. No, like, well, she's not. Um, But... I I always, <laughs> I always tell people like family issues are legit real. 
like we all have drama in our family we all have trauma in our family we all have issues but we need to set up boundaries like i've tried like riley has to space cut them off do all that but in your real life you always want somewhere to belong and that's like a number one thing like you always want somewhere to belong you want to be loved because it's your family especially for riley like that is your family you i've known you I know that you've been adopted by, like, other families, and, like, you're kind of, like, my situation where I have really close friends that are technically family. I probably go to them more than my actual family, Mm -hmm. and I've learned throughout the years of my stubbornness is that God gave us a family for a reason, Um, and he gave us people that love us and he put us in a home for a reason and that we can't turn our backs on them, even though we want to, because they're fucking can be irritating, but we can't because we have to learn. There has to be someone that teaches the family how to grow in a healthier way, how to see things in a different perspective, how to find boundaries and how to like talk in a way that it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? And I think that's definitely you, Riley. Like you're definitely that type of person in your family. Cause like, you know, like you're the only example to show the true love of the pure love of Christ. And we need people like that, you know, in a family, especially a family that's broken and not saying your family is broken, but just the things that you've told me, you know, and I think it's awesome that you just try to keep on trying. And that's, it's hard. It's fucking hard to keep trying and trying and trying even when you're getting, you know, like, shit upon every single time. And it's just it's just criticizing, you know? It's hard. But yeah, it's amazing. Like, at the same time. You. Yeah, it's pat like- yourself on the back. <laughs> the fuck? Thank you. You're like, like, I'm a bad bitch. I am a bad bitch. I'm <laughs> badass. Like, I've come to realize that now. But my family is broken and I have no problem, but I had a really close friend tell me that she was tired of seeing me and their toxicity when I didn't realize that she was more toxic than them. And, um, and I, you know, I'm not ugh, trying to bash friends. her. In, and I know I'm not trying to bash her in any way. And I still love her and I support her in whatever she does, but I'm glad to have the distance. And I'm glad to and that's have perfect. that out of my life, like that, that grasp that that Ugh. person had. I re- of, keep going. Hmm. Sorry. Oh, so like after all this, like I went into my CNA school and I completely just had the hardest time. But for some reason, I was like the class jokester, not the class clown, but the class jokester. And just always, like, making light of everything, making it positive, making it happy. Because it's a three-week program. It's super fast-paced. It's super stressful. You have to pass these tests. You have to do this. You have to do that. And Mm -hmm. so getting the highest score on the final really pushed me. But I wasn't, like, my normal self. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't, like, anxious at all. I was just like, okay. Like, I was like, okay, I got this. And I remember being like thank you I remember like meditating every day and like I I would still pray and everything and still religion aside I needed to work on myself before I could touch Mm -hmm. religion um I like that I like how you said I needed to work on myself 
before I can touch religion. That's a lot of people can't say that or admit to that. Because we've been taught in our church and like in our religion, and I'm not bashing the church, Mm. that it's you need to figure it out within the church. And Mm -hmm. I finally put my foot down in a stubborn way because my bishop had said something. And my bishop's not really a, this bishop's not really personable. And I've gotten to a lot of arguments with him. Not arguments, but discussions. I don't really like to argue. I just like to discuss things passionately and very intensely. He goes, your it's eyes. It's called arguing. It is. <laughs> he goes, your eyes. And you could probably ask Leah. He goes, my mom could never look at my eyes because I guess they're just intense. She goes, they're just, just so intense when you get very intense. He goes, your eyes are the most intense eyes I've ever laid eyes on in the history like since I've been alive and I've been told this multiple times I'm like okay great and I finally felt it and I was like and I looked at the bishop and I said you need like he would pick on my roommate because my roommate is gay um and I don't have I had to be quiet because yeah so I don't mind it at all I don't care he's active he does this thing so I'm like okay he and so the bishop constantly just picks on him it makes him until so finally I was like, Can you stop? Can you really like just stop? And I finally like felt the spirit so strong and so sacredly for finally standing up for something that I knew needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And so Yes. Finally. I think, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I just recorded a podcast about the religion and it's not about the religion, it's the people of the religion. Of how their norms and their fucking mindsets of just things that are just frustrating. Like, we may sit here and we may talk about things that aren't as religious and as the LDS way. But we're still members of the church. We still have our testimonies. And it just fucking gets me irritated because people... It's the people. And I'm not going to lie to you. There are some... That's why a lot of people leave the fucking church. Because... The people. The people don't know how to shut the fuck up and just let God take over. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. I will go off on this subject. It just irritates me. It irritates no, like, me. And I understand, like, I finally understand that, like, why my sisters and brother left. And I get it. Like, like I got it. And so, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, that's why they left. Like, Did I- you get that after or just barely? figure that um, out because I remember when meeting you you were I think the one thing that that was that kept me away from you a little bit is your spirituality not in like a bad way it's just you're very spiritual by the book and I, I've never been like by the book as everyone can tell I've never been by the book type of person um, I've always gone through the spirit you know, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, being by the book is awesome, but sometimes, like, I feel bad for saying things in front of people because I don't want them to be like, oh, that's how you feel. Like, you know what I mean? No, and, like, I've realized a bunch of things since mm. going through this process, and I'm not by the book anymore. And you could probably that's test awesome. this. Like, I know. I think that's why we've gotten along more. And not to be oh, weird yeah. or anything, but, like, I think when I I have conversations with you, I can see the difference of you're not by the book anymore. You're very you've mellowed down with your spirituality. It's more oh, yeah, sacred I, to you. 
in a yeah, way of like, like understanding and I love that like, I'm a member here's my garments like I'm yeah. still like oh yeah they're like why are you wearing white underwear and I have to explain to them like hey I'm a member and they're like well you have a potty mouth I'm like and oh, girl. and to the club. I'm like and <laughs> they're like you drink red bull sugar-free red bull I'm like and sugar-free and, red bull assholes I'm just like, kidding because sugar hypes me up because I have ADHD yeah. and we all know what happens when sugar goes in so but I think it's also sorry I'm keep on um but I no think... we're gonna have to like stop recording and start again no fine. no it's actually I don't think it's gonna do that to us we'll see I'm at like 52 we'll it's see, fine we'll but fine. I think um the funniest part is that I've lived with those norms I've lived with those judgments all my life about oh t you're the rebellious one and i don't give two fucks like even at why right. why like when i went to efy we would be called i would be called the rebel rebellious one i'd be like oh yeah Tlia is a rebellious one of the group and like i didn't give two fucks because to this day i'm who i still have always been i'm an outspoken mm-hmm. person i'm real as fuck mm-hmm. and i will say whatever i want to fucking say and it's i have the biggest potty mouth out of everyone probably all my fucking friends she fucking does I have the worst potty mouth out of all my friends. And I even told Riley, (laughs) I told you this. This one, I was like, I'm going to try to work on my cussing with my my guests. Yeah, that went out the door with this one. Yeah, that fucking went out the door, bro. (laughs) Welcome. But I just am so proud of you because uh, spiritually, because like literally there were times when we lived together, it, it would frustrate me because of your spiritualness was so by the book and I just like was like okay dude like I get it but it helps me to grow but like it also was just frustrating because you you can ask Riley everyone all those members I don't do shit like I literally don't do shit like I don't read scriptures she doesn't I don't do shit like that ever but I'm probably the most purest person you're like literally it's like crazy. she doesn't she doesn't really like callings and I get like, I hate five callings like I get a calling like every time and I've already spoken in my ward yeah. like last week it was a shit show because their fucking zoom call wasn't working so finally with the stake president there I basically FaceTime my mom in and she was like all right let's do this and the whole ward met her and I said hey just mute yourself she goes okay great so here's the thing is I was trapped and imagine how frustrating that was for me mm-hmm. to know. And I was like, or like, or like inside the shadows were eating me alive. It was eating me to the core because, and again, I'm not going to blame it on this person at all. But she was very by the book. And I was like, okay, I have to be by the book because that's how I, the women yeah, in my life were. She is very actually by very the by the book. I think and about I didn't it. realize it. Yeah. And I have another really good friend who owns a really cute company in Vegas. I think you know who I'm talking about. Do you have her? Oh, let's shout her out. Pink Desert, right? Yeah, Pink Desert, Darcy. Yes. Like, Pink Desert, yo, her everyone shirt. in Vegas, if you want a good-ass swimming suit that's modest or whatever and good-ass clothes, hit up Pink Desert. It, they're she awesome designed, here in Vegas. Yeah, she designs yeah. her own um, swimsuits by hand. Yeah. She just had her... She's such a fucking badass that... She had her fourth baby. Yes. He's not even, he's not even six. Well, he's seven weeks and she's already designing her swimsuit line for next year. Um, Awesome. Four dresses. Like it's amazing. She's, she's a fucking badass and she's not so much. Hit her up. 
small her business up, owners. Come on, Vegas I, people. I love her. Look her she's, up. She's cool as as hell. Yes. She's Kalia's matter. She's yes. and actually the sister who was rude to me actually works for her, but the sister and I are fine now because she realized that she overstepped her boundaries and she needs to watch herself. And I was like, okay. Um, and I set up boundaries there. But this person has been my go-to through all of this. And she calls me at random times, like Talia. And she's like, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, I know you sleep. But uh, she's so excited for me to go visit Vegas. But anyway, she's not by the book. See and it's funny. And I haven't learned, but I wanted to be like her a lot and not like this other person. And I still love the other person. Don't get me wrong. Okay, we get that, Riley. It's fine. Okay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, I, she, she still, well, this friend who owns Peak Desert doesn't know about the journey. Well, she knows about the journey because she can hear it in my voice. She's like, you, you sound lighter, like not weight wise, mm-hmm. but I've toned down actually, but I sound happier. Um, so anyway, back to this shadow and letting go. As I was listening to all this and I listened to a podcast of letting go, um, I took a drive and I live in the boondocks. So actually, I took a drive and I picked a place to go hike by myself, which I highly recommend. People say don't do it. And I understand, but I have military training background as a cop, so I could I could take you. So it's fine. Oh my gosh! And I carry a knife and pepper spray, so I'm good. So I found this this trail called the Four Gorges, and mm. the gorges weren't yet like water. There wasn't water, so I, I didn't realize how cantankerous it would be because it was a mountain biking trail, but I. I decided, okay, this is the road that's taken, and I can do this. So in my stubborn ass ways, um, <laughs> I took the wrong path, oh and then I had to walk a mile back, and then I had to go and start over. And I hadn't prayed at all, so I got to the top of the trailhead, and I said, okay, this is the only time I'm praying unless I'm in trouble, Heavenly Father, because I knew that, again, I had to work on myself. Before I could think about religion. And Heavenly Father agreed. And he said okay. If you need help. I will be here. Um, but I knew. That Christ was walking with me on that hike. Um, I'm not going to cry. So it's fine. I'm a it's okay if you cry. Uh, I hope True it doesn't feelings. cut us off. But It's not. Um, it would tell me. But if it does we can just. Yeah, we can it's just, fine. Don't even worry about yeah. it. Okay, so I started this walk and I was listening to music. I was listening to this man named Clark Kegley, who I highly recommend to listen to. He's amazing. Um, and I remember I was about to start school the week uh, no, two days after. I remember walking. Um, and I knew I had to wear these shoes that I just bought. I don't know why I bought hiking. Well, running, like, trail running shoes, like, for hiking. Because in New Jersey, there were some pretty hikes. Anyway. So I knew I was going to have blisters. 
So I didn't wear any blister patches or anything, which was stupid. But I learned my lesson, a very valuable one. I had to feel the pain within myself. Mm. Uh, I had, I uh, was walking and I remember just feeling completely uh, lost. And I wasn't lost. I was on the trail, of course. And I remember my unworthiness came to a head and my lack of confidence. And it basically said, you can't do it. So what are you doing? Like You can't do this journey you want. And I remember telling myself, I remember wanting to go back to the old self and say, okay, well, then I just give up. Like, I'm ready to be coddled again. <laughs> and... Um, I remember walking sorry everybody but I remember walking and it was so sacred but I'm willing to share this part and I remember walking hearing that and I remember being told by the spirit to take out my headphones because they're the airpod pros and I so I took them out and I had them on noise cancellation so I took them out and I heard the most beautiful sound I had ever heard in my life. It was just the wind blowing through the trees. And I don't know why it's so beautiful to me, but it was just so peaceful and so sacred. And I remember stopping and I could hear clearly for the first time. Not because I had my nose noise cancellation headphones in. Not because I had music blaring in my ears to make me focus because I love loud noises and it's weird. I love being distracted. But because I took out myself and I took what I heard and I breathed it in. I really breathed it in. And then I looked up to the sky. And I paused for a moment before making any rash decisions and a mountain biker came by and he said, thank you so much for moving out of my way. He goes, I didn't want to hit you. I saw you walking by yourself and I decided to ride faster because I thought you were lost. I said, I'm not lost. And he goes, okay, there's two more behind us. I said, okay. So he keeps going. And then the other two passed. And I remember getting that pause. Getting through that pause. And I remember telling myself, it's okay to feel this. It's okay to feel broken and unloved and unworthy. But it's also okay to love yourself at the same time. It's also okay to say, I can do this. What I hadn't read on my stinking app was that this hike was actually hard for just hikers. And again, Talia pointed out, I do things the hard way, but I had not read it at all. It said moderate. Well, going back, I read and it literally said high, like hard. (laughs) And I was like, but it said moderate when I looked at it. And I think that that was changed so I would go on it and not be intimidated I love that so as I 
breathed in this new sense of me, this breath of fresh air. And it literally, like, I had been meditating about it and everything. And I took this, it was like two days since I'd started this, well, three days since I'd started this new journey. And I literally breathed in for that. And I can't explain it, but I felt just the shadows and the light just coming in and hugging each other. And that sounds weird to say, the dark parts of you hugging each other. Mm -hmm. But I knew right then, and there's a bunch of other stuff that happened, but I knew right then that I was okay. And I walked for about, it was a six mile hike, by the way. And it was supposed to take me three hours, but it only took me two hours and 15 minutes because I don't know why. I literally just was walking and it was so beautiful. So I remember just like after this, just walking for about maybe a mile without my headphones and just hearing the purity of everything. Well, family of mountain bikers come and they go and and I decided to put my headphones in and listen and that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to implement a little bit of religion and listen to the hope of God's light. And it's a talk, a Mormon message from like mm-hmm. years ago. And he talks of this man's journey about how he had to go through the darkness or to the light. Mm-hmm. And it made complete sense. So I got home. I remember writing down, I finally let it go. And that is when my Everything mindset snapped, changed. Like- and it was like the Thanos snap where everything like yeah. evaporated, but it was People like iron. Died, Riley. Listen, shut up. I'm Damn. trying to Shut the fuck up. It's like Iron Man, actually. It was like Iron Man had it, and he was like, I am Iron Man, like the most iconic thing ever said ever in the history of movies. Um, and I was like, I am Riley. This is who I am. And I, I love that. my fingers. And I didn't snap my fingers, but metaphorically, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I switched my mind. And I had been reading a book called The Dream Giver. And I had read it before. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it's about this nobody from uh, this. Yeah, this nobody from somewhere. Literally, that's what it says. And he just left a feather. Um, no, his name is Ordinary. Who dares to leave the land of familiar to pursue his big dream because he's left a feather. And everyone, like his best friend, tells him, no, you can't do it. Like, no, don't go. Da, 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 da. And it just made sense. Well, when I read it the first time, it didn't make any sense. Well, then when I went to go look for my book, I couldn't find it. But I bought another one, just use one. And now it just makes complete sense. Like this big dream I've had of always going to Boston, like it's finally coming true. So anyway, everything's so falling forward, into pieces. I'm falling into place, not place. in pieces. Sorry. The Chill pieces out. are coming together. <laughs> I see. I said Fair that totally me. wrong. <laughs> so I know I'm probably rambling on a tangent, but it will make sense. So having to go through all this, having it take a complete stranger and I actually wrote this uh, lady. And if you go on her profile, T, she actually has a whole, like, post about my story. Shut um, up. She does. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, she was out like, to me. Okay, she was like, she messaged me after I told her everything. And she was like, this is one of the best, like, 
she goes this isn't a success story it's like she's like this is the best progress i've heard in a journey in forever oh, she goes oh you told her about her your journey yeah and she's oh, like part that's of awesome. it and it's she's true, part like, of it she i really honest- is it's because they're they're angels that God sent towards to you to help you with your journey. I truly believe that. Oh yeah, and she's especially like, those three bikers. Those are the probably the three. Oh wow, I'm not gonna finish that. You you know what I was saying? Oh, think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. I know at least one of them was. Well, I mean, the other two didn't talk to me. The the I always believe nothing. Oh, yes, I got it. I to my followers and everyone that knows me, I always think nothing. Um, shit. What's the fucking quote? Um, nothing happens for a reason. There's always something that comes in your life and at that moment that you're trying to find yourself and your journey, people pop up and they're meant to pop up for a reason because you wouldn't, you wouldn't, they wouldn't tell you certain things without thinking about it, you know? And I definitely know those, these people in your journey right now, and there's going to be more that are going to come down the road, are going to pop up and they're just going to, you're going to make a difference in their life and they're going to make a difference in your life and you're going to grow together because you got rid of your toxic toxic people when you get rid of your fucking toxic people people listen up if your best friend is fucking toxic get rid of her ass goodbye if every like people don't understand people can be toxic people don't want to change people just want to live in the same comfortable zone that they've always lived in for the rest of their life yeah. But if you want to change and you want to progress, you're going to leave their ass behind and you're going to find better people. I truly believe that. And that's I, why I have zero friends because I'm over here cruising as really motherfucking is. fast as I can. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not as cru- cruising as fast as I would like to be, but but it's baby steps. It's baby Picks steps. Time. And like, you can ask Talia again. Mm-hmm. I am so overcritical and hard on myself it's, that it, it's it's, it's frustrating. It's yeah. sick me. Like it sickens me. But I've learned through this process. I'm like giving myself grace. And it's true. You have to give yourself <laughs> grace. You can't be so hard you on yourself. You have to. And I remember all of a sudden getting a call from my bishopric and from my second counselor in the bishopric, and he said hey will you give a talk and I hadn't even been in the week in the war for fucking I don't know four weeks I was like yeah mm. sure he goes okay it's on how the book of Mormon can change your life and I'm like oh my gosh um I'm like I am so fucking done with this I'm like <laughs> no we're we're talking I literally told him and this is how I am it's it makes Talia laugh I was like no we're talking about grace and he was like what and I was like yeah it's going to be on grace because I had such a strong prompting. And so I totally wrote up my talk last weekend, the night before. You can ask people in my life. I do this all the time. Can write an essay in five minutes and get an A. Drive people nuts. Throw my mom nuts. Um, Hi. I basically got up there and kind of went by this group but didn't 
And for the first time in my life, I was like, okay. And people were like, you're like Elder Holland. You just get up there and go. I'm like, and I was like, thanks. But I finally felt comfortable enough to be like, you know what, you all? Listen, y'all. Here's how it is. And I kind of laid it out. And the bishop's face was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, listen, bro. So I didn't, like, diverge from religion or anything. So here's the point. So in the past few weeks, as I've been becoming who I need to become Mm -hmm. without religion as my base, it still was my foundation, but I needed to build upon my foundation that I already had. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Is if underneath that foundation, you don't know who you are, and the pipes, the stonework aren't laid, that foundation will crack. It is a proven fact in all houses. The foundation will crack. Mm-hmm. It's not because when you're steadfast and movable, nothing will crack it. I get it. But religion aside, I knew I had to put religion aside. If you can fix, um, there's a song by Hosier and Marin Morris. The, uh, the house don't. The house. I know what you're talking about. What is that song? The house, the house don't break when the bones are good. That one. Yeah. So the house <laughs> don't the house don't burn or break. What is that? I think it's break. I think you're saying it right. Yeah, the house don't break when the bones are good. And so I didn't Please realize tune into that. Riley's new solo uh, musical career. Right there, guys. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so that song had played a big part in my like becoming like um, no, that's not it. The house don't fall. The house don't fall when the bones are good. So I wasn't like, it wasn't the bones. People don't realize, like, this can sound morbid, but the bones underneath the foundation, those are the pipes and everything that are laid within yourself. And I wasn't realizing that. Like, we're always yeah. taught the wise man built his house upon the rock. The rock. Wise <laughs> man built his house yeah. upon the rock. So I was like, Wait, what? It's like, that's not a stable foundation. A rock's going to crack. But what's underneath the foundation is who you are. Mm-hmm. Not who the church thinks you are or anybody else. But who Heavenly Father and you think you are. No one else. That Damn, part of me was, my drop. That part of me was missing. And Heavenly Father had sent thousands of probably millions of people into my life that's probably an exaggeration but probably true <laughs> to make me realize like this is who you are can you fucking open your eyes and this is how heavenly father's going to talk to me when i'm in heaven by the way everybody because i'm so fucking stubborn he's not going to give a shit he's gonna be like yo listen you decided to take all these trials and if something's gonna happen this is a side note it's gonna happen to me ask talia like my luck has just always been like fuck but recently it's been like oh yeah this is why it happens <laughs> Shit. so because my the bones of my foundation of my house weren't good because not because I'm not a good person I am a good person but <laughs> because they weren't within myself I didn't feel good about myself I didn't love myself and because I didn't see what the eternal perspective was not just religious wise but what the eternal perspective was 
that my husband was going to rescue me. Like, I've always known my husband's going to rescue me. That sounds like a dumb word, but he's going to save me. No joke, people. He's going to save me. And I'm willing to let you all know this, not from a spiritual aspect, I have to point this out, but from a knowing perspective, Mm. an eternal perspective, because he may or may not be a member. And I've always been taught, like, well, if you don't marry a member, you're not going to have salvation. I may bring him to the church. I may actually be his his way into the church and that's great but what but what I didn't see was the eternal perspective and my mission president went on and on about it and I was like I do see the eternal perspective in my supernatural ways Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't see the eternal perspective I didn't see the miracles and the tender mercies and the blessings that I had missed out on because I let others like control who not control but tell me what to do Mm. that I needed counseling that I need to and yes my mom would tell me that I I was she 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 told me I wasn't beautiful and that I deserved nothing but listen she's bipolar and I forgive her and I have power of forgiveness and the atonement whatnot but I realized that the eternal perspective of who I wanted to be was so much different than what others thought me as. Mm -hmm. I want to be someone that knows for certainty within myself. But if I fuck up, so what? It's not a big deal. I made a mistake. Don't call to me. Hey, I messed up. I fucked up. I made a mistake. But guess what? We're going to take a a wrong turn or a right turn and choose the right on the wrong or the right path and guess what if it's not by the book it's not going to kill you it's true is a mic drop if it's not by the book it's not going to kill you it literally will not harm you in any way as long as you make the right choice so wow i I had finally built my house with strong bones, my foundation underneath, because I built it. And then I finally took the foundation that I had, the cracked foundation, okay, y'all? The cracked. (laughs) Because I know I may be a former temple worker, bridal attendant, former missionary, everything, and I'm still active and everything, blah, blah, blah. And I put that foundation that was cracked back on because I knew that I wanted to build with that foundation I didn't want a new one I didn't want a new life to be like yeah this is great woohoo newfound life no I wanted what I already had because I wanted something someone else didn't have Mm. for so long but I wanted my brokenness Mm. to be placed right back on my new my new bones in essence and I was able I'm able to fill and smooth those cracks oh I just realized it like the refiner's fire all claps right here I'm able to let and this is like releasing a bunch letting go this is the point of it I'm able to let heavenly father this is where I put religion back in fix that foundation that was broken that I had broken myself no one else because I had to look I had to do it 
I had to do it my way. I was right by the book. He was able to smooth it. By the power of letting go of who you thought you needed to be and letting those shadows, that darkness and the light hug each other and letting the peace and the love and the complete serenity take over your life. That's when shit happens. That's not like the bad shit, but that's when things make sense for the first time and heaven knows who knows how long. That's when the miracles you wanted to see are actually taking place. Um, I had a friend call me and she doesn't, she knew, she knows I want to go to Boston, but she didn't know at all. I hadn't talked about this at all. I think I've only talked about it with Talia and Pink Desert um, about Boston Children's Hospital. Mm. And I actually reread an email today and I think I can actually, maybe, I asked him if I could get in in January. And this friend tells me, she goes, I had a dream last night and you were in it working at Boston Children's Hospital. And I had That's put religion crazy. back in, okay? And one of my spiritual gifts is dreams. Like, they're very prominent. And I hadn't been dreaming. I had had nightmares. And so this the process with shadow work is you're going to have nightmares. Things that you thought you had under control. Again, everything's going to come up. You're going to have to work through it. So I was like, okay, so it's fine. She told me Boston Children's. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, she is bad enough, too. She goes, yeah, like Boston Children's. Like, and she goes, you were with this man. <laughs> and he was really tall. And I've known my husband was going to be tall. So we're fine. And she goes, you were happy. And he wasn't a member. I'm like, I hadn't told her any of this. Okay. I hadn't talked to her for like two or three weeks. And she goes, you were happy. And you were like, He's not, and she kept saying, he's not a member. He's not a member. I'm like, I know. She goes, how did you know he wasn't a member? I said, I've known since I was like 16. I was like, I'm not a member. <laughs> um, but I had let everyone else tell me, well, temple marriage, day to day. Listen, homies, do you. Do what makes you happy. And um, after that talk, I called Talia and I was talking to her. And um, Talia was like, wow. Here's my point, y'all. After 82 minutes. Um, oh you can see the time mm-hmm. oh shit did not know that sorry guys um no we can see the time. time okay um and i'd love to come back on and just like let you guys in on my journey if that can if that ever happens like if you'd love to have me back we'll see um if your ratings are good like if they want to hear back but here's the no thing. it's all into the host ideas oh nice well so Here's the thing, y'all, is if you want to get fulfill your dreams, let it go. It's going to mm. sound really weird. Let that dream go. Let everything in your life go. Because if you don't learn to let go of what you wanted in your life, nothing will make sense. You need to know why. And I know we're taught in the church not to ask why, but I needed to remove that part again, remember? But if you learn to let go of who you are right now, you will realize that it's literally an hour, a minute, a second, a day-by-day thing. 
becoming. Like, take the time to realize that you are amazing. You are the most, like, glorious person that anybody's ever met. Let go of all the pain and embrace it. Like, breathe it in. Breathe in the pain, the brokenness, the hurt, the trials. Like, CNA school, the teacher constantly picked on me. And this isn't even a lie. She just constantly picked on me. Would just pick on me. And do you know what I would do? Finally, I lost it on her. And I said, you know what? Like, it's not kind. Like, I don't know what I did to you, but stop staring at me. And she, and, like, I felt bad for her. But at some point, you just have to, like, stop the toxic. Like, bro, stop. Um, but just, just know that your journey is what you make it, not what others Mm. make it. And get this, not what Heavenly Father makes it. Do you want to know why? Because Heavenly Father, we're always taught, Heavenly Father made this choice for me. And I would always say, yeah, God sent me here. Well, God did send me here and sent me to every place. But I was the one who thought that he made the choices for me. No. He's waiting for us to make a choice. We make our own choices. God puts people in our lives to help us make choices and puts us in situations to help us. He puts us in places at times when we need to be and divinely placed. But it's not till we figure out who we are that we can fully understand. Am I perfect? No. Am I trying to become a better person? Also, no. That's also on my water bottle. It's a joke. But I'm trying to become someone who I like. Not just love, but like. Actually like. And I do know what? I actually like myself. That's something I've never said before. And I'm like, wow. Like, I look in the mirror now, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a little... I could lose a little weight, but I'm not like, ill. you're ugly. Like, ew. <laughs> like, I used to before. Because my sisters, I always thought were drop-dead gorgeous. But then I was like, you know, their personalities. Like, this one sister's personality. I was like, wow, girl. You really need to work on that. You really like our dad. Um, but I really, like, doing this process of just letting go has made me love myself and like myself a lot more and just be more empathetic towards others and just be like okay cool like yeah I'm just done but and like my boss said tonight you get really worked up over some shit and I'm like well you guys take advantage of my best friend so let's not say we did I'm like y'all think that this one person can just do it all by themselves and I got a taste of what he went through at work like with that freaking walkie tonight and I was like never again I don't want that no thank you Y'all can figure it out. But anyway, I want to come on to say that letting go is the best thing that someone could ever do. I wish someone, I wish, do I wish I had been, I'd done this earlier in life? Uh, I mean, do I regret it? Uh, not really. Do I wish I'd known this earlier in life and listened to people? No. Does that sound weird? It might sound weird, but No. no. No, it I don't, I don't want to, I wouldn't change my, like, I would go back and change some things, but I wouldn't change who I was, who I 
into who I became now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change my journey at all. And so, yeah, that's the, that's like the end of my journey my story. Well, no, not the end of my journey. Well, your story but... right now, but it's just the beginning, actually. It's not the ending, it's the beginning to me. Yeah, like, yeah. so the adventure begins. You know, it's it's crazy to hear other people's journeys. That's what I love about people is the ones that are true and real. They are able to talk about their journeys up front and and realize things. You know, a lot of people like I talk to my friends all the time and I tell them, you are not old. You are not old to learn about where you need to be in your journey. And your journey is the way you want it to be and it's your pace. And God is just with you the step away, and he's just there to support you. And I just love that. Like, girl, my girl Riley be, be <laughs> killing it out there in, Bo- in wherever you are at. I don't know, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Virginia. She be killing out there in Virginia, and she's going to be killing out there in Boston and probably hopefully find her mans. Uh, come on. But <laughs> I'm just so, like, for me. Chris I, Evans. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Shit. But, like, honestly, I am always so honored to have friends that are amazing spiritual beings in my life. Like, people think I'm, people think I'm crazy, and I, people think I'm very amazing. Like, my friends think I'm just this awesome person. No, it's, it's not me, it's my friends. My friends are literally on, like, the most amazing people. And it's, I'm honored to have you guys on my podcast, like, um, I was just talking to one of my friends and she I told her like who was speaking like who I have like um, coming in for these special guests and she's like damn D like you have all these different people with so many perspectives in life and we've all been in different journeys and I was like that's the reason why because people don't understand like it's okay to be different it's okay to let go on your own pace and it's okay to hear other people's journeys and be real with it and I just love it. So, Riley, thank you so much for coming on here, sharing your journey, and just for being real as fuck. I appreciate it. And I think, I'm hoping my followers will love this podcast. Guys, I told you guys it's going to be fuck as long. So, deal with it or just skip it. <laughs> I don't give two fucks. Okay? Well, don't but- skip it. I mean, listen to the first half of it. I mean, it's a long story, but listen. My girl T, no, you no, guys. No, no, no. Listen, listen. listen. The fuck up for a minute. No, they can, hey, they can listen to this one because for the two last fucking seasons, I've literally talked about my journey and it's taken me two seasons. So if they can listen to my two seasons of me just talking about myself, me, myself, and I, and shit, they're just lucky that there's another person on here. So they can listen to it. I don't give two fucks. True. Okay. But listen, my girl T. Oh like, gosh, here we go. A mother, shut the fuck <laughs> She's a motherfucking <laughs> badass bitch. And she is one of the most powerful women I have ever met. Spiritually, probably physically, emo- well, not emotionally. She, she struggles sometimes, <laughs> but we love Black emotions. Love- I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we really are trying. I've, I've got her to open up a bit. Um, but she's taught me so much, and I I was like, wow, I'm the first one 
like she on the first one shoot I'm like her guinea pig but we've actually become closer yes um and I think like because we have it's allowed us to be like okay like I was like yeah sure like I hung up at her at 1 a on 1 a (laughs) this morning at 1 a.m but it's fine she forgave me and obviously was here so if you guys take the time to really listen to T and what she's doing with others' lives and letting us come on and talk about it, you guys will be so blessed. Like, straight yeah. up blessed. Yo. Just remember to, and I don't know, Talia knows I always do this, but I would tell all the kids I nannied and just everybody in my life. But one thing I want you to do is to be kind to others, to love others, and to always just have empathy. But mm. always, but to like yourself, to love yourself, and to have courage, and be kind. That's my two cents. Look at that. She's already mic dropping it at the end. I don't even have to speak (laughs) and end it. She can end it herself. Well, I'm just grateful that you were willing to guinea pig with me, but honestly, you were actually (laughs) the first ones that I even thought of thinking of a podcast doing it with because you're the easiest one that will just talk forever and I don't have to say shit and so that's why it was easy because my other friends I'm kind of like shit what am I going to do when there's (laughs) awkward silences you know but I do appreciate it right like I appreciate all the comments that you've made and your journey and I hope um that it goes it keeps on going well and we're gonna check in once in a while and I'll you can come on my podcast as much as you want because this podcast will be done until I die which is going to be in like a couple years so (laughs) shut up up. but um no I'm just honored that you accepted the request to be on here and um literally I am so blessed with just the most amazing friends (laughs) and powerhouses and just good people in my life and that is that's the most most happiness I'll ever receive in my life. I don't give two fucks about anything else. It's just it's always been about my friends and taking care of them and making sure they're okay. So I appreciate you coming out um, and talking about your journey and the things that you've told people that you're gonna make a difference. And I hope you will always remember to make a difference in your in other people's lives. But, but yeah. Well, it wouldn't be too really fashion if I didn't say this this title of the podcast better be she stayed up way past her bedtime for this. I know. I need to let you go because it's like fucking almost 11. 11 o'clock and she's a grandma. She goes to bed at 8 o'clock, guys. No, Nine, I don't. I, 8 39. Shut up. Like, more like, I don't know when I'll get to sleep, but it's fine. No, you know what? Um, I think throughout this journey and what's to come you'll be able to sleep time to sleep so but i want to thank you for mm-hmm. everything and hey guys listen a uh, little recap um i will be posting these as soon as i can get my life together but thank you riley and check out pink desert like i said yeah, they are awesome great company in vegas local support those local vegas companies um small businesses so yeah Anyways, thank you, Riley. I appreciate it. Add me on Instagram if you want cool stories. Add her on Instagram, everyone. She does good. Um, Remember to follow my IG, Facebook, Twitter. Hit me up in Snapchat, all that great stuff. And link to my bio and all of my social medias to Anchor. 
and listen to season one, two, and we're just about to drop season three. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you to my fans and supporters, and thank you to Riley again. But Love you. we are out. We'll talk to you guys later. Awesome. Thank you, Riley. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye.